my grandmother's name, my grandmother on my dad's side, her name was Helen Coleman. And I, of course, I didn't meet her until I met my dad, like all that side of the family, my brother. And so I met them all at the same time, like when I was in like the 10th or 11th grade. And she was very interesting. She was very judgmental, not judgmental, but just very, like very particular and just very, very critical. And they used to, when I met her, they said, oh, you know, that's Helen with two L's. And she used to call everybody Miss Ann. Oh, Miss Ann. And I didn't know, I had no, my family, they never used that term. But Miss Ann, oh, you know, well, well hello, Miss Ann. And I was like, what does that mean? But it means, um, it means like a, like a snooty, light-skinned black person. And I didn't, I was like, I didn't, I don't know. Oh, oh well, okay, Miss Ann. And I was, I, it, was a, it was just so interesting. It was a term that I had never heard. But um, yeah, she was very interesting, that, that Helen Coleman was. And I only got to know her a couple years. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to know her a lot. You know, like my cousins and my brother knew her because they grew up with her. But, um, but the little that I did learn from her is very interesting about how some things that you get are genetic. And just like some of my observations, I don't, I'm not as, um, what, do you, what would you call it? Um, kind of like no filters. I'm not no filters. Like I, I have a lot of filters, but I, I do notice things. Like the stuff that she notices are, would, are things that I notice. <laughs> And then, and my, you know, growth elevated period of where I am now, it's like, okay, you know, we accept people, but yeah. So every once in a while that, they call it the Helen Coleman. So every once in a while the Helen Coleman comes out. <laughs> there was a huge discussion, not huge. We had a little discussion, my cousin and I. We honestly really don't know how the conversation went of the family's decision to not for us all to just stay in our separate worlds once I was born and like, you know, and not really be involved. So nobody really like they, that side of the family tends to think that it wasn't my grandmother who wanted us to like, just like everybody keep quiet. You stay with your husband and your family and y'all raise them and then we'll just act like you don't exist and we'll just keep living our lives. And so they seem to think that, oh, grandma never would have wanted that. She would have wanted to be involved. And if she did sign on for everybody just staying separate, it would have been because somebody else really wanted that. But I, knowing that grandmother and my mom's mom, I can see everybody coming to the table and just having a conversation saying, this is what's best for everyone. Like everybody agree, let's just keep this a secret and you all keep that information over there. We'll keep this information over here and we'll just keep living our life. I, I think that that's what happened. I think everybody probably came to the table and said, this is, what, this is how we're gonna handle this. So. Well, for a long time, there wasn't a story. Like, for a long time, the, what the, the reality was, the Caucasian man that my mom was married to at the time was my, quote-unquote, father. 
that was my biological father. I mean, nobody said biological at the time. Everybody's just like, this is this is her dad, and they're married, and this is how it is. What this is what it is, and that's all, you know. And and there was nothing about like I'd never questioned because I was a you know I was a little kid. So as a little kid, I I didn't question it. I didn't know to question it. I just you know. And then they got divorced. Um, I don't remember how old I was. Maybe I I would I would guess maybe I was about five or maybe about six, maybe about five or six, and they got divorced. And of course, I'm just thinking, you know, oh, my mom and dad are divorced. He moved to California. He got remarried. You know, he stayed in Nashville for a while because we lived in Nashville. He stayed in Nashville for a while, and um, and I would see him sometimes. He had another he had an ex another ex wife there, a Caucasian woman. So she was there, um, and you know the story was always said she was very very mean. And of course, when he married a black woman, oh, that was just. And he had had a son by the other woman. His name was Christian. Um, so I have a brother named Christian. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it, whatever, or a person in the world named Christian. Um, but and and Christian and I would hang out together, like when we were both, because we were both by other moms. But we would go visit my dad on the same weekend and and hang out and play and and have fun or whatever. And of course, I thought that that was my biological brother or half brother at least you know and um and so that was just the story that's I didn't I didn't have any reason to question it I it just was and it was just like oh man you know my dad is moving to California I was really really sad and he moved and he um because he joined the military I think he might have been in the military before and then he re-entered the military and I guess because he was just like, I need to get my life together. I don't have a, a path now that I'm divorced and whatever. And, but he, of course, went out there and, and got remarried when he moved to California and, and enrolled in the um, in the military. So that was just, it just was what it was. And I went to visit him in California and met this new wife. And uh, she was inconsequential. Not, wasn't nice, wasn't not nice. She was just, just was. And then they moved to Germany for some years. Um, and then they got divorced. And I went to Germany for a year and lived with them in Germany for a year with him and this woman. Um, then she was not good. She was horrible when I moved to Germany. Um, because he was because he was in the military, so he would have to travel a lot. So he would be on whatever missions or whatever he was doing. Um, and so he might be gone two, three weeks at a time, and it would just be me and her in Germany with the with this woman who I have no relationship with. It was just, it was kind of weird. And then in retrospect, I'm like, why did you let me go over there with these people who were not related to me at all? Well, one, I don't think she knew that he was going to be um, traveling so much and that he wasn't gonna be there. I don't think she knew that. Um, but I do know that she knew that regardless of anything and regardless of what was what, because of course at the time, I don't know who knew what or what, or who believed what, I don't know. I don't know if he was thinking that he, at the time that he was my biological dad, I don't know. But she knew, if nothing else, she knew that he loved me and that he would keep me safe. She knew that. And she probably looked at it as it's an opportunity for my child to live overseas and experience a different culture. 
And so she probably looked at it as an opportunity for me to grow. I even took the bus from Nashville to Louisiana, to Monroe, and I, I had to change buses. And I got lost and I went on the wrong bus because whoever, seeing as how I'm traveling by myself at 12, it was crazy and I was lost and had to tell the people like, hey, you know, I this isn't Monroe. Like I need to get to Monroe, Louisiana. So somebody needs to call my mom <laughs> because I don't think I got on the right bus. But again, I don't know why people thought that that was a good idea to send a 12 year old on a bus from Nashville to Monroe. I was just going um, down to see my grandmother for the summer, and because I, I would do that every year. She lived in Mangum, which is about 20, 30 minutes from Monroe, maybe 20 minutes from Monroe. Um, so it's it's all in North Louisiana. And so I was just going for my sum, my regular summer vacation, and so I guess maybe they thought I was old enough and I could figure it out, because I was 12. So of course, you know, hey, I, I was practically an adult, I guess. So yeah, that was... Um, I guess they just decided to try it that year. Of course, you never know what the, I don't know who knows what the actual reason was behind it, but that year versus my grandma, because my grandmother used to drive to Nashville to get me and she would pick me and she would be like waiting as soon as school let out. She was in the car, she and her sister. So I, they were called Nanny and Granny. So Granny was my grandmother and Nanny was her sister. So Nanny and Granny would come and get me, pick me up from school, and take me right off back. I don't think Nanny was down for that bus ride, though. I, I, Nan, Nanny was very cautious, and she I don't think she was down for the whole put Heather on a bus and she'll make, <laughs> she'll make it to Monroe, so, yeah. I remember my grandmother used to look at, for some reason, I, I never heard these words, but I did, I, I got the sense that she looked at the fact that my mom had like snagged a white man or had the ability to get married to somebody. Like that was some sort of like trophy or like, wow, look at us. You know, she's, you know, whereas other people might've looked at that as like, why would you be in a biracial marriage? That is crazy. She looked at it as like a, a thing to be admired and like, well, look at us, we're upper echelon. You know, my, my daughter is married to a Caucasian man. She might not have finished school. She might not have finished college. She only went to, you know, this many years of school, but you know, my mom eventually finished because she thought it was something that had to be done. But she's married to a white man. So obviously she's worthy. Look at her. She, she must mean something cause she's married to a white man. So that was like, and I think that that was part of the whole, um, you know, let's not mess up this good white marriage over here <laughs> with this, you know, illegitimate baby. So let's everybody just, shh, just, shh, just keep it quiet. Just everybody just be quiet. Like nothing about me screamed biracial, period, as a baby. Like if you look at my baby pictures, you wouldn't say, oh, look at that cute little biracial baby. You would just be like, 
Oh, look at that cute little black girl. She's so cute. Who knows? Maybe they had a side conversation and he was like, hey, you know what? Look, I know this isn't my baby, but I love you and I want to be with you and I've had indiscretions myself. And so let's just make this thing work and we'll just keep it between us and we won't tell her. I don't know what conversation was. Who knows? Who kn In retrospect, who knows? Or it might have been he never knew. Because according to my mom, he never knew. Until, of course, we had the whole big conversation and like, you know, all of that. But according to her, you know, who knows? But who knows? Who knows? We have so many half-truths and different stories. You just don't know. They were already married and we lived in Nashville. And they, um were kind of like on the outs because he had had an affair with the neighbor across the street, who of course was also black. So he had had an affair with, and this is of course how, who, I don't know who told me the story. It might've been my grandmother, it might've been her. But he had had an affair with the neighbor across the street, right? And so they were, she, and he was kind of known for, you know, kind of dibbling and dabbling and whatever. So, um, which I don't, I mean, it's not, I'm like, I don't know how he, he wasn't that great of a guy. He wasn't. So when, so when white dad <laughs> had the affair with the lady across the street, of course she was black. And, you know, according to the stories, he had had a couple of little indiscretions. They were kind of on the outs. And the way the story was told to me was that my mom happened to be in the grocery store one day and ran into my biological bio dad which she and bio dad had dated in undergrad she was at uh fisk and he was at tennessee state and so they had uh, you know they had dated in the past so they knew each other and we you know we're in Nash nashville is very small so you know everybody knows everybody in nashville so they happened to run into each other and like, hey, you know, let's hang out. And one thing led to another and boom, here I am. And that's how they, you know, cause she was already like, like you know, she was already in the headspace of, well, I might as well, because you know, who knows what's about to happen with my marriage. I'm about, you know, I might be about to be out or like, you know, he's gonna do what he's gonna do, then I'm gonna do what I wanna do. And so here we have the situation, but then obviously, you know, and again, I can really only guess and imagine like what her thought process was regarding staying in the marriage. Like once she knew that, because I, I don't, and again, this, I don't know this answer. I don't know if there was ever a question in her mind, like, is this my husband's child or is it, you know, bio dad's child? I don't know if she ever questioned that or if she knew just based on, you know, based on numbers and dates. Like, I don't know if she knew, like, I know that this is not his child. So I don't, I don't know that part. I don't, you know, and as, as an adult, your mind knows logic and knows, you know, knows what I would be wondering. So I don't, I don't know if she thought about that, but I, if it were a case or even if it, if, it's a, if it were a case of she didn't really know, that was nine months of pure panic. Like, what's going to happen the day that I have this baby? 
and this baby comes out black. All black. 100% black, just black. What is, what's gonna happen that day? Like what is gonna happen in the, you know, paternity room, the, 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 the labor room where this person is born and we're all standing there and I, again, I don't, I don't know if it was a surprise to my grandmother. I don't know if it's, I don't know who it was a surprise to, or was it a surprise? Who knows? But just that wondering what is gonna happen that day. Like I can only imagine. Like you know, even though like my ex-husband and I, you know, the the marriage fell apart after my son was born and I started to see who he really was when he had to handle responsibility, all oh, that was trash. But my pregnancy, I will not, I will never deny that I had a wonderful pregnancy. My pregnancy was, was happy and, you know, joyful and I was pampered and taken care of. Now I just wasn't taken care of the minute the baby came, but, but during my pregnancy, I had a wonderful pregnancy. I had no worries. I was, it was just happy. But I would imagine that my mom's pregnancy was just every day, just like what's gonna happen on that day when she's born? What is gonna happen? Am, am I going to be exposed as a fraud or as a, you know, or as a harlot or as a whatever term people would wanna use, you know, to describe her? Or, you know, is, is my husband going to leave me how is this going to uh, be a blemish on my family's reputation and, and my reputation? And what is this going to mean? And just imagine nine months of that, of wondering and worrying. And that would be a lot to just keep to yourself. I would feel like you probably would need to talk to somebody. Like you would have to be like, look, this is what I'm dealing with. Like, I just have to get it out to someone. So I, I would assume, I would guess that she would have talked to someone. So I don't think she had any plans of anything ever being different than it was at that very moment. Like her, me, and white dad. I think we were just gonna all grow up together and live together and be one big happy family and years would go by and I would go to college and white dad would be there. And I, I think that that was the vision. And it just didn't work out that way. But I think the initial vision was, you know, everybody play their part. You you stay over here. Everybody play your part. So Coleman's stay over here and you all live your life and you all won't be embarrassed because, you know, they are also very, you know, on the Helen Coleman side, like appearances are important. Appearances are important, so I don't think it would have been a good look that you know here we have this. But you know, it's a little bit different for the guy. You know, it's not, it's always a little bit different for the man. So, but I think still because it's Nashville, it's small. It's it's really small, so it's like it's still appearances. And so I I think that you know everybody just everybody stay on your side, live your life, and we'll just all be happy until I think one day. My bio dad was like, and the way, again, the way the story was told to me was that my biological dad decided that my kids are getting too old and they need to know each other because what happens if they end up 
meeting each other somewhere and don't know that they're brother and sister. And they're both, you know, of course, you know, everybody thinks their kids are beautiful and they're both attractive. So, you know, they need to know each other. They need to, they need, like I, he said, they, they're just getting too old and the world is too small. And, and, and our world had really honestly really started getting a little bit too close because once we did meet, you know, so many people like, are like, there's no way that y'all are brother and sister because I know you very, very well. And I know you very, very well talking to me and my brother. And they'd be like, no, there's no way. Cause I know both of you. And so there's no way that y'all are brothers. And we're like, no, we, we are. I mean, we just found out just like y'all just found out, but yeah, we just found out. But my bio dad was like, no, they, they need to know, like we need to, Everybody needs to know, cause it's just too, uh, he's like, I don't, I don't want anything strange to happen. So that's when the decision was made. And he wanted us, I think, I think more so than him wanting to meet me, I think more so he wanted that information out, which is a little weird because I would, again, it's just how the story was told me. I don't know. People all, you know, there. I, I always know that there are so many stories behind the stories and that even your understanding of the story might be different from his understanding, from her understanding of the story. So who knows? But that's how and why the decision was made to connect me with my Coleman family. So I went to Tennessee State Kitty College which was like Tennessee. So you know how um, colleges have uh, an education program where people get certified in education. Well, Tennessee State had one. So they had a really amazing kitty college where the teachers at the college or the school were, you know, people seeking a degree in education. And so all the teachers were really excited, young and excited about learning and teaching. And so I went to that school, which was right at Tennessee State. And so Kitty College was here and the football stadium was right below Kitty College. And um, so, you know, my dad was a coach for Tennessee State and my um, grandfather was a coach for Tennessee State. So they would both often be right below where I was playing. I would be playing outside because we would have recess and we'd be playing outside and my dad and my, now of course this is unbeknownst to me because of course I didn't, I didn't know them, but the story as it was told to me that my dad would often come up to Kitty College and see me and like just watch me play and see how I was doing. And he would often, you know, contact my mom and see how, and ask about me and ask how, how I was doing in school and, and things like that, that he would check in on me. But one of the things I remember them telling me is that he would see me a lot of times, he would come up and watch me playing outside. So yeah, I don't know if my I don't know if my grandfather ever came, but I know that he would often come and see me, just you know, a lot. And he would and he told me after I met him, he would say he would tell me that, yeah, you know, I used to come and watch you play outside when you would be at. Um, it was really a daycare, but we call what we call it a kitty college. <laughs> it was really a daycare though. But I learned. But it it really was it was it was advanced because by the time I got out of kitty college. I was reading probably at a similar level to when my kid finished his school, which was an advanced school. 
Like I was reading full sentences. You know, I was new math and pretty much knew everything I needed to know to live coming out of Kitty College. So yeah, and so he would he told me that he would come and see me and and often watch and you know watch me through the years because I think I was probably at Kitty College maybe about two or three years. <laughs>